We are going into our next iteration of Masterpiece in Progress. And we want to just encourage you to review this series because this is a series that talks about our progression into what God has planned for us a long time ago. We know that God gives us access to a new attitude and a new way of life. And so we have to ensure that we guard our thoughts and words because they determine our heart's attitude and therefore our choices. So we're going to focus on changing our mindset and what we say during this session of Masterpiece in Progress. And if you remember, a masterpiece is something that is made, that is superior or extraordinary, and it takes time to produce a masterpiece is not done overnight it takes a process to come to completion and so we're going to look at this as our processes for us to achieve what God has for us to achieve our foundation scripture is Ephesians the second chapter the 10th verse the New Living Translation says this for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And so this has been a process, a thing that God has had in the works for a long time. And it is happening as we move forward in Christ Jesus. Today we're going to be in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. We're going to start at the 17th verse, and we're going to go all the way down to finish out that chapter, the 32nd verse. I'm going to be talking to you in the English Standard Version, and it says this. Now this I say and testify in the Lord. You must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the fertility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But this is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the, sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. 
Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put down from you along with malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Very quickly today, I want to emphasize what Paul is doing a comparison and a contrast for us to get us to understand that progressing means a movement. And so he's talking about us progressing into becoming the masterpiece that God has designed for us to be from a long time ago. So he compares and contrasts the old carnal or the fleshly way of living without Christ against the new way of living in Christ. He encourages us to take off the old and to put on the new. He emphasizes thinking differently in order to do so, saying we are to be made new in the attitude or the spirit of our minds. It's pretty much him saying that we won't focus on the old way of doing things, but we're going to now come into a new way of doing things. Have y'all ever seen a person that has gone to their high school reunion? Let's say their 30th high school reunion. That means they're almost 50 years old. And they try to wear that same leather jacket, leather jacket that they had in high school. And you could tell that it's all old and it's got, you know, the year that they graduated on it, you know, 80 and the leather or the pleathers, you know, kind of wrinkle it up. It just doesn't look good. And some folks, they can't even get it back around them because, you know, they put on a couple pounds from when they was in high school. Or, I mean, it just doesn't look right. And the same thing with us. When we are new in Christ, the old stuff really shouldn't fit us or look good on us any longer. The old way of doing things shouldn't look good on us. There should be some difference about it that people can tell that that really doesn't become you. I have a person I was just recently talking to and he was saying he was sitting down with some friends and and they used to be uh, drinking buddies back in the day. However, now because he's been walking in Christ, they don't even ask him. They just enjoy his time with them and their fellowship time with him, but they don't try to give him any alcohol. They don't try to do any of the old stuff that they used to do with him because they, they say, man, we can tell you're different. So, you know, we're not even going to try to do any of that stuff. And that's how Christ should be portrayed by us or propelled by us, projected by us to others so that they can see that there's something different about us. And it should get to the point that they become enthralled in that and have a desire to get and to have what you have. So in this whole line of scriptures, these 15 scriptures that Paul is, is addressing to us, I, I want to bring up this situation. It says there's an old Chinese proverb which says, be careful of your thoughts. For your thoughts become your words. Be careful of your words, for your words become your actions. 
Be careful of your actions. For your actions become your habits. Be careful of your habits. For your habits become your character. Be careful of your character. For your character becomes your destiny. Proverbs, the fourth chapter, the 23rd verse, in the New Century Version, says it like this. Be careful what you think, because your thoughts run your life. Be careful what you think, because your thoughts run your life. And that's why Paul was telling us in Romans that it's important for us to renew our mind, to find things that are different in us, because of the word and gravitate to those things instead of the old way of doing things. And so when we run through this, I, I, I do want to highlight a couple a couple points in the scripture itself. He says that in the 22nd verse, he says to put off your old self, your old way of being, which belongs to your former manner of life. And it's corrupt through deceitful desires. The old things that used to pull you and cause you to gravitate toward things that were not pleasing to God. He says that's the old life. That's the corrupt life. One of our declarations is I am new. Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So the old is gone and the new has come. So we want to operate in the newness that we are and not gravitate back to the old that had us in bondage, had us under lockdown. The next thing that I, I, I would love for us to look at is it says, uh, where is it? Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. So let's not try to put up facades. Let us be honest. Let us be truthful as we interact with one another. And so that we can begin to establish this unity, this community, this a body that is assisting one another, provoking one another to good works in order for us to reflect Christ as a local body of believers. And so we have to realize that there's some things from our past that will try to ensure that it is in our present. But we have to make the effort to keep the past in the past and make the present a renewal to things that are giving God glory. And then it, go, it, it goes on to say, Paul looks through this and he says that our heart, attitude, our thinking causes us to speak certain things. Another scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, that which is in your heart, which is in your center, that's what comes out of your mouth. And so we want to ensure that we are studying this word, 
making sure that we have a good understanding, that we're fellowshipping with other believers. And if we have questions that we ask one another so that we can sharpen ourselves to have a good understanding of what the word of God is telling us or provoking us to walk in so that the old way cannot pull us back. And then that way, unwholesome things do not come out of us because we don't have unwholesome things in our hearts. So we want to walk and operate in the power of the renewal. We want to be renewed. And that's one of the things I kept thinking about when we were talking about taking off something and putting on something is that when you take off something and you put on something new, that's what I kept thinking about. You take off the old and you're putting on the new. Take off the old and putting on the new. Take off the old and put on the new. There is always a, a better than the old. There's always a better than the old. And so we want to walk in what God has given to us that is that new thing. He said he's doing a new thing. He's doing something in us so that we can be reflections of his glory to everyone around us. Even during this time of social distancing, he is still doing a new thing. Who would have thought that every church, almost every church I should say, would be utilizing technology to get out the message of the gospel. And there are some folks that are listening to broadcasts from other parts of the world because of technology that would have never happened if this situation wouldn't have happened. So sometimes we focus on the negative, but Let's focus on how God is getting glory out of the situation and celebrate that instead. So in uh, verse number 29, Paul says, Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up, as fit the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. And there was a guy by the name of John Francis who took a 17-year vow of silence. He didn't speak for 17 years. And he did this because he wanted to stop arguing. He realized that he had been too quick to argue, to assume he knew what other people were going to say instead of listening to them finish their thought. His vow of silence helped him become a better listener, and produced a changed man by the time his vow ended. Now I know some of y'all like I ain't I can't do 17 minutes being silent, but let, just get, get I'm, let me get to the point. The point is, you may not need to take a vow of silence for 17 years, but maybe by choosing to do uh, small increments. And daily, maybe not complaining. Say, I'm not going to complain for today. And then try to go two days without complaining or arguing. Then try to go three days without complaining and arguing. And then you'll see that it becomes easier to do as you continue on to do it. So I'm not going to tell anybody to try to go 17 years without talking because like I said some folks can't go 17 minutes some folks can't even go 17 seconds but 
neither here nor there. They're even talking they sleep. But anyway. So we want to have this mentality is that we're taking all this old contrary, all this stuff that is trying to pull us back into the old way of being. We're putting that off and we're putting that away and we're grabbing hold of this new stuff that God wants us to take on. He wants us to take on, it tells you in the uh, 32nd verse, he wants us to take on kindness. He wants us to take on tender hardness. He wants us to be forgiving. To take that on. Now the word kindness has the connotation of he wants us to have this brotherly envelopment that we have treat people as if they're our kin. If you take the D off, that's what kind is. Kin. Kindred. And it has this we're family we're in this together and we try and we do everything within our ability to help our family to be successful having a heart that's tender that's not angry that's not proud but goes out and has a desire to help others to be successful having concern for others and their success that's what we want to be and the biggest one is forgiving one another now some of us have some forgiveness issues but I want to tell you this that forgiveness is for your sake forgiveness is for you forgiveness means I'm not gonna let this situation that I've had with this person any longer take up any of my mental emotional uh, faculties and I'm just going to just forgive them for what they've done and go on. I've heard of Thanksgiving family gatherings where folks get into fights because of money and because of things that have been said and it should not be. Especially because if you think about how bad we were in God's eyes and he forgave us and it says we should be forgiving just like God is forgiving and so if we grab hold of that mindset then we don't get pulled by all that old stuff all those situations from the past that have caused us to not sleep not to have the right attitude, but we just say it's under, under the blood of Jesus. And the reason that God can forgive us is because Jesus paid the price for us. And because Jesus paid the price, God says, you're forgiven. I don't hold anything against you. We we're just talking about in Bible study about the word justification. And how God, once you accept Jesus into your life, God sees you as if you have never sinned because of Jesus. Because of what Jesus did, God sees you as innocent. And that's why you can approach his throne of grace. That's why you can come before him. Because he sees what Jesus done and it covers you so that you can come before him. And now we must go through the process of becoming the masterpiece that he had planned for us to be a long time ago. And so we have to ensure 
that what is coming out of our mouth is those things that are edifying, those things that are uplifting, those things that are giving grace, those things that will cause people to grow. I like to use the expression, speak life into a person, speak hope into a person, speak truth into a person, to cause them to go from where they are to another level. One of the easiest people to do this with is the cashier at the store. Could you just go through the line and just say, hello, how you doing? I hope you're having a good day. And be that customer that kind of just goes through nice and nice and easy. Not the one that says, why are you doing it in that order? And you know, causing all kind of trepidation and, and all, all those things. Makes me think of this story. I was in a store before the lockdown, buying some things and it had like a double line and the guy I was standing next to in one line, the guy was standing in the other line. And the guy was looking a little upset about something, but you know, he said, hey, he said, you, go, you can go ahead. So I went ahead and I paid for my stuff. And then before the lady even called him up, he came up and he said, listen, I came up here and I got a refund and y'all shorted me some money. And, and then before he could finish, the lady said, oh, you must be the guy that dropped the $20. And he just stopped in his tracks. And he said, huh? And she said, yeah, we found $20 on the floor and it must be yours. Let me call the manager so we can give you your money. Now, what could have been an explosive situation, this time the clerk, because she was aware, spoke to him this is not an issue. This is something that happened, and this is how we can rectify it. His whole face changed because she wasn't trying to be defensive. She just was trying to be helpful, and because of that, both of them was in there smiling and kind of joking while they were waiting on the manager to come. So if we could just be like that and kind of speak life into people, knowing that they've been you know, checking out, checking out people for the past five or six hours and you know people are in a hurry and people are you know invoking the social distancing and you know kind of doing things a little differently but if we could just say hello how is your day how are you doing I'm praying for you I hope everything is well with you just speak words of life to the person let them know that they're not in this all by themselves that other folks are appreciative of what they're doing can we do that can we reflect this kindness this tenderheartedness can we be forgiving can we operate in this i believe we can if you believe we can why don't you go ahead and slap a couple hearts or a couple thumbs up onto there and just let everybody know that this can be done go ahead and put something on the chat and say yes this can be done it's not always easy, but it can be done. Let's encourage one another. Let's just, on the chat right now, let us just take some opportunity just to speak life to one another. Speak encouraging words to one another so that we can celebrate and be encouraging and practice what we hear preached. 
so that we can make it more of what we are to do in our lives. Well, that's all I wanted to tell you today is that there's some things that we need to put off. Put it off. There's some things that we need to put on. Put it on so that we can walk and become more of this masterpiece that God has created for us to be as we go through this process of becoming more like Christ Jesus. If you have not accepted Jesus into your life, then this kind of is not really syncing with you because the foundational truth of this is you need Jesus in your life to receive all the benefits that God has for you. And if you have decided to make that decision today, you no longer want to walk in all those habits, all those things that, that, you know, that were just negative and want to walk into a more positive, more spiritual, more uh, uplifting and uh, uh, empowering mindset. It's quite simple. All you have to do is confess Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says that you shall be saved. So it's simply asking Jesus to forgive you and to come into your heart. And that you will then need to find a group of believers to associate, associate yourself with so that you can become stronger, that you can go through this renewal process, so that you can learn the things that need to be put off and the things that need to be put on so that you can become more of what God has planned for you a long time ago. Let us know if you made that decision today so that we can go ahead and get in contact with you and provide you with information to help you on this journey. Until we meet again, God's blessings be upon you and may his glory shine brightly around you in Jesus name.